All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond, and I'll be your host once again this week. And I'll be joined by Mr. Mark Cantrell of the Legends and Champions Tour. How you doing today, Mark? I'm doing good, thanks, Dave. Good. good. Getting back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back in town. We'll uh, we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. I need to to tell everybody what date it is. It's June the thirtieth, two thousand and sixteen. And uh, unfortunately, we have a little bit of bad news to share with you. Um, there was one of our uh, junior players and his brother were involved in a fatal car accident just the other day. Mr. Uh, Brendan and Jeff Crockett. And we just wanted to send out our condolences to the family and friends of his. Um, obviously, it was a shock and just an, a horrible uh, thing to have happen and and you know I wish there was something we could say uh, to make it better but you know heartfelt heartfelt sorrow for you guys uh, Mark did you know Brendan yeah I, I, I very briefly um, a number of years ago uh, what well, a couple of things uh, one was uh, we were at Salvatore's uh, billions in more Park they're doing uh, as part of a Legends and Champions tour, and um, as part of that exhibition, we do a, a mini challenge match in the middle. And popular consensus was that Johnny played uh, this up-and-coming young kid who, uh, you know, was you know, it, everybody uh, expected to uh, be something. He was like a, a prodigy kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he gave Johnny a little bit of a run for his money. I think he maybe have only been 12 or 13 <laughs> years old at the time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he was part of uh, the short-lived uh, Team CSI that was a, had a juniors, added the juniors and the, the one, uh, it, it was tough to be able to work anything out for him since we were spending our times doing exhibitions in bars and pool rooms that didn't allow 14-year-old yeah. men <laughs> yeah. kind of issues. But they, 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 at that time, you know, I haven't had contact with him in probably four or five years, maybe maybe, maybe three or four years. Um, but a great talent for, for pool and a great person, just a... His, he had a good, he's got a good family, had a good family, however you put that, I don't, I'm not sure how to put it correctly, but, you know, his father, Bill, great, great man, great man, and, uh, obviously, they brought, uh, Brendan up right, he was very polite, very humble, uh, a, a class act, he, he absolutely somebody that we would all want to be, uh, an upcoming young ambassador, Right. For the sport, yeah. that, that's for sure, and right. it's uh, such a shame. I mean, <clears throat> such a young age. Uh, I I don't know. I, when I saw it, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing when when I heard about it. Yeah, I had yeah. to make some calls to double check on it. But you know, it'll be missed, and my condolences go out to his family, and friends, as you know, it's people like Salvatore, who was like his. Uh, older brother 
you know, they'd go to tournaments together, you know, because he needed an adult yeah. with him, going right. to the Reno, uh, I think in Reno Bar Table Championship and things like that. Uh, going to Vegas, he had to have somebody with him because he was so young. And Billy's father entrusted that uh, his son with him to take him and know that he wouldn't be in uh, getting with a bad element and that kind of thing. So, uh, not much you can say. It's, it's a real shame for anybody of that age. But you know, the the community, pool community is a very small one, and everybody kind of knows each other. Right. It's just right. that day when anybody, anybody uh, leaves us, especially at a young age, and. Uh, under those conditions, so yeah. my heart goes out to his family and friends. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He will be missed. Uh, I mean, I it's hard to follow that, you know. Um, so the juniors have um, wow, that's just kind of a nerve wracking thing because uh, what's her name? Serena was at a car accident just a couple of weeks ago. Just about totaled her, totaled her car. And then now this, you know, it, I'm sure that it's got all the kids very flustered. Um, and, and just the timing of it and everything is just, wow. Uh, I, I mean, I can't think of a, a worse scenario. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to... to, to yeah, 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 no, it gets the parents flustered as well. Yeah, I oh, I'm telling you. I think about you. my kids running around in their cars. I'm saying. You know? Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. And it doesn't always have to be their fault. No, you know, right, right. You know, oh, his kids are probably being goofy. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I, it's not. It's not always the the kids who are at fault. Other people drive crazy as well. So oh, yeah. you so, know, I, you know, made me make a a mention to my kids. Just take extra care while you're out there. Don't show off. Don't do right, anything no, crazy. Yeah, Keep I'll, your eye out for everybody else, and uh, you know, hug your kids while you're gone. You know. That's a fact. That's help. a fact. There, it's, uh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get all messed up over this. Anyway, okay. So, um, silver lining. The the um, Atlantic Challenge Cup um, is gonna be coming up here in another week and a half. Um, oh, darn it! I forgot to mention there the. Uh, I'm going to mess it up, but they're naming the Award of Excellence at the Junior Nationals after Brendan. Um, I'm I'm going to get that officially correct, and I'll and I'll re-inform you guys about that. So the Atlantic Challenge Cup, um, that's coming up. I will get to that in a second. First, we have to give out some congratulations to um, Mr. Rob Saez and uh, Alex Pagalian and Dennis Orcoyo. These three gentlemen cleaned up out at uh, Big Dogs. In uh, Des Moines, at the big Midwest billiard uh, queue and tournament that they just had, so props oh, to the yeah. yeah, so props to those guys for getting themselves some extra cash on that one. And then, um, like I mentioned, the Atlantic Challenge Cup is literally right around the corner, and followed almost directly by the Junior Nationals, and they're both going to be held in the same location. So for the juniors, this is very literally the bu the busiest time of the year for those guys. Um, outstanding bunch of kids. The the stream is going to be free, and so you guys should all watch it. I'm telling you, this is going to be the some of the best pool you've watched all year. It starts up Friday, next Friday, July eighth, seven thirty. 
That's when. That's the number you need to know. Seven. It'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you can go obviously to the CSI website or the Atlantic Challenge Cup website and find out more about the individual matches. If you know one of these kids, if you haven't already, give them the support they need. Definitely, because this is a great event for grooming the kids. Um, what else coming up? Uh, right around the corner, you know, you got your Cole Dixon Memorial is going to be going on July the second. So that starts up on Saturday, and then right following that, West Coast Challenge One Pocket, and then right following that, West Coast Challenge Ten Ball. Lots of stuff going on at the West Coast. If you guys, for you guys out there, pool all across the country. And speaking of all across the country, um, Mark, you just got back into town. Yeah, just a couple days ago. From uh, taking uh, driving Mr. Appleton and Mr. Archer across the country. How did that go? Well, I wasn't allowed to drive the whole time. Uh, <laughs> they say I drive too slow, but <laughs> they drive dangerously. And then want to stop and sit down and eat lunch. So whatever speed yeah. that they were going to put our lives in jeopardy <laughs> didn't make a difference by the time we got done sitting and grazing around on food for, you know, uh, an hour. Uh, it, it was it was good. It was a, it was a good trip. Uh, it was good uh, PR for, uh, for pool and the professional side of things. You know, it's nice yeah. to see the amateurs come out and... Uh, the league players and they get all enthusiastic about it. They get an opportunity to meet uh, multi-time world champions and then get an opportunity to take lessons from multi-time world champions and and also get to see a different side of them. And that's always been a big thing with me. Um, when you going in, I, we all knew going into it that there was going to be some uh, tomfoolery some pranks that <laughs> yeah. were made, that were played as, as we went. <laughs> so all, all in all, it was a, an enjoyable experience, right. but I couldn't live that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. you, you have to sleep with one eye open. If somebody tells you one thing, you've got to believe the opposite, <laughs> or potentially believe the opposite. Um, I, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, there's a guy out there named Nate, uh, who had been posting on Facebook about how much he was looking forward to his being there. Where were we? Um, see. Grand, Grand uh, no, no, Grand Rapids. Um, basically, Michigan. And so we, we've got a group text, Johnny, myself, and Darren. We've got this group text where we, where we all know what each other's doing and where we're at, who's got the car, and when we're going to be back, what we, are we going to go eat, that kind of thing. And I got a text saying, are you guys ready to go? Go where? It was, we had an exhibition at 7.30 that night, but, you know, it's 3.30. Mm -hmm. Well, this guy, Nate, has set up a, uh, set up a, a, a newspaper interview and photo shoot for, in 20 minutes' time. Uh -oh. And I was pissed. I'm, I, I'm not ready to go. I'm not even close. How do you know about this? How come I don't know about this? I'm the tour manager. I'm supposed to know. Well, we've got to be ready to go. 15 minutes, you need to be ready. We'll meet, I'll meet in the lobby. And basically what it boiled down to was, 
Darren was and Johnny were trying to get me to get dressed three hours early, four hours early. <laughs> I go stand away in the lobby. <laughs> I called. I fortunately I had the guy's number because he was in the clinic, and I called him, and, I, and they were adamant that this was going on. And so I called him. I said, "Nate, listen, I've got. Uh, he's, he may even be listening to this. I've got to ask you two questions, and each answer me very, very honestly. You understand? Because I, I, I didn't want to call him, yell at the guy, going, who the hell do you think you are? You know, to help media without me knowing about it. I don't. If you want to do it, good, but let me know. I, I can't know twenty minutes before. Right. right. And so <laughs> I, I asked him. I said, "Have you spoke to Johnny Archer down Appleton today?" I said, no, how would I speak to them? I've got your email address. I don't have their numbers or anything. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So now I figured out what was going on. And they think that's, you know, funny as hell. Yeah. yeah. Darren Appleton likes to call the front desk and tell them that my room needs, I'm, I'm requesting that my room be cleaned. And so, you know, every 10, 15 minutes, I've got a maid coming to my door, knocking on the door saying, you need your room cleaned. And, I, you know, I obviously... I don't. <laughs> um, Johnny Archer was we playing in an exhibition. Uh, you know, we're doing one of our exhibitions, and he pulls his cue out of the cue extension out of his case, and it's got a condom on it. Um, you know, it's, it's a little embarrassing, to, to, to say the least. Um, yeah, just uh, oh, toilet paper. I had the toilet. This Johnny went into my bathroom somehow, and he got toilet paper. This toilet paper it was just like real toilet paper, but he's like made. He's indestructible. He doesn't tear or anything. <laughs> I, I don't know what this stuff's made of. Honestly, it's like uh, Teflon. Like it's something you might find from Area Fifty One or something that they found that you can't destroy, and. I go to the bathroom as you do, you know, and I'm like, oh, I I'm, I'm screwed. I'm screwed because you can't tear it off. I'm, I've got nothing. And I see over, you know, way over, the toilet paper's way over in the corner underneath the sink. And, you know, you can, uh, as I wrote on a post in, on Facebook, I think, you can, I think you can only imagine the position, the predicament it put me in. I'm going to go get that toilet paper now from... And it was a big bathroom, so it must have been about seven, eight foot away from the actual. Did, did you know? Did you realize uh, that you were being pranked and like, like? I, I did. Well, yeah. When, when, once I once I realized this toilet paper is not real, yeah, I realized. Okay. But you know, done. It, it didn't help my situation. Yeah, that's too time. late then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Too late to realize. Well, I want to know, did the, did your patrons have a good time? I believe that everybody had a good time um, that attended the clinics and the exhibitions. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was totally different to the way we've usually done them before. There was a lot more talking, a lot more banter. Uh, sure. you know, Johnny and Darren liked to dig at each other. So, uh, it was, I, I, I mean, you were at, uh, you were in Chicago, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think? Oh, I thought it was fun. I, I mean, I, I mean, now granted, I wasn't, you know, taking up air conditioning during the, uh, the, the clinic itself, but 
it was clear to me that everybody was was very interested in it and they were having a good time. So I was just wondering if you guys, oh. you know, had that same experience everywhere. Yeah, yeah, really. I have cool. Everywhere we went, uh, we were the, the before we went, got to base in Michigan. We were in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now that was that being the craziest exhibition that I've ever been involved in. Uh, because we were just talking back and forth, you know, it's, it's part of the show, you know, uh, and seeing a different light of the guys, I ate them on, they ate each other on, and, and so they, they, they get to, and everybody finds it amusing and, uh, for the most part, and fun. And Darren had asked Johnny, who, who doesn't drink, and Darren drinks what? He's, he don't drink, he's not a professional drinker like myself. Right. So, he, you know, alcohol can affect him as fairly quick. And so, Darren had asked Johnny during this little back and forth, have you ever had a fireball? Now, whether you're aware of this or not, the people there in Michigan, it seems like they love to do shots. Yeah. It's like their favorite thing. Yeah, they do. When they're not doing shots, they're thinking about doing shots. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> about doing shots. They're, they're trying to figure out another recipe for <laughs> the yeah, top shot you can have. Yes. <laughs> and and they're not scared of spending money on shots either. So, yes, Johnny, have you ever done a fireball? Have you ever had a fireball? No, no. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Next thing you know, somebody comes up from the audience, he's gone and bought shots. And he brings them over. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? I can't tell the guy, go sit down, get out of here. And he hands me and Johnny and Darren a shot. And after the comment and the little bit of joking that I'd done on, you know, they get the shot. The, the, the crowd, they were, you know, they were there. They were like, yeah, do it, drink it. Drink it. So we get egged on and peer pressured. So we drank the shot. Right. All's good. You know, pull some faces. Oh god, that's terrible. Which you know burned a little. Uh, maybe ten more minutes into the uh, exhibition, somebody else comes. I've got some shots for you guys. The crowd's loving it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. We've never done drinking. We never drink in, in the <laughs> exhibition, you know. We have a certain, a certain level of uh, professionalism that's there. Yeah, I might be stood off to one side with a Bud Light, but, you know, we don't openly sit around and do shots during the exhibition. Yeah. Well, by the time the exhibition was over, I think we'd probably done five or six shots. And for somebody like Johnny or Darren that don't usually drink... Um, <laughs> You decide to take take its effect, and uh, it's, it turned into probably maybe the, one of the funnest exhibitions we've ever done. We've have just not doing it. You know, like uh, the Rat Pack used to do. The Dean Martin they used to have a bar there and just keep going over and making cocktails. Yeah, during yeah. the stage act. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, awesome. yeah, it's. Uh, it, 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 I'm, I'm going to save. Uh, I'm going to save the rest of the story for. For my book, like, yeah. I've got another book. There you go. You know, that yeah. has some of these stories, and but yeah, the, 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 on the whole, everybody enjoyed themselves. I think they saw uh, two guys who they've only ever seen on TV or on streams or on YouTube, 
as human beings who like to have fun and have a good time. Right. And while also displaying excellence in the sport. Sure. So, you know, what, what, what more could you ask for? It was a good entertaining night. Everybody had, as Barry Hearn said, everybody had a little bit of food, had a beer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Watching sport and excellence. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a long trip, late nights, early mornings. Uh, hopefully, you know, I've had a lot of calls from the West Coast, so maybe the West Coast is next. Who uh, with? I don't know. Uh, at this point, I wish I could make it down and Johnny again, just because it was such a a, a, a good uh, experience. It made it fun. Yeah. And, and you see some of the videos that have been on Facebook. That's that's not even one tenth of what we have. Yeah. There's so many. I'm sure. Things uh, they have to be. Some of them have to be uh, heavily edited. But hopefully, <laughs> I can find a way to use all this footage of behind the scenes stuff, yes. not just singing in the car, but all the other stuff. Sure, and to, sure. to be able to make it something that's worthwhile, somebody watching. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it, based on the schedule of play, what everybody's doing, it's tough. I'd like it to be Johnny and Darren again, but it might not be. Hell, I mean, it might end up being me and you, Dave, the <laughs> next one. And, you know, I don't think we're going to really make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have to borrow some money to get home. Hey, you know what, we though? Do that way. That's, you know but, what, I'm, uh, I'm going to throw that out there because uh, for those listeners <clears throat> across the country, you know, we could do a, uh, a tour stop, you know, and broadcast from every location, you know, from East Coast to West Coast. Uh, so if the if the pool halls want to bring us in one at a time from, you know, state to state, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, the pool holds to give it fly, fly you in. Yeah, I know, right? No, that's pretty funny. Uh, no, that's really funny. If, uh, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna spend that money, I'll just take it and do the show from where I'm at. <laughs> this is also true. Hey, do you know who um, Kevin Hart is? The comedian Kevin Hart. Yes. Okay. I think he's buddies. Yeah, brother who plays pool. Yeah, now, is is it Kevin that's buddies with Darren, or is it Rob that's buddies with Darren? It's Rob Hart is the brother of Kevin Hart. Yes. Who who plays, and, you know, he's made, obviously made uh, made sure that Darren's met Kevin. Oh. I think they went to one of his shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I saw a bunch of photos on Facebook. Of Darren at Kevin Hart at Kevin Hart's show, so I didn't know if like he was friends with him or if he was friends with Rob. Well, guess what? We've got Rob Hart on the show today. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, we talked. I heard, to... I heard something. Uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm going to blow your uh, topic. No, I know. Go ahead, and, go ahead and spill the beans because the listeners don't know this. I don't, I am still in the beans. Um, what I've heard is he's going to go to the world, is it the world nine ball? Yes, in Qatar. And he's the first African-American to compete in the world nine ball. In 25 years, they've been holding that tournament, and apparently, from what he's saying, he's the, <laughs> he's the first black man that's ever gone to the thing. That's kind of funny. I mean... 
I, 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 it's probably not. No, hold on. Hold, hold, take it back. Take I'm not. Back. I, I don't mean I don't funny. The first, I don't mean. I don't think it's the first black man who's been in the world championships. I think he's the first African American. Okay. Well, there you go. You can be specific, more specific about that. Okay. Well, if you just said black man, I think there's people from uh, the West Indies or South Africa or something like that. Uh, you might be right. Maybe. Man. You might be right about that. I hadn't thought about that. I just assumed I'm that, not trying uh, to be too specific. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. To be well, that's interesting. No black people are allowed in the World Nine Bowl. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. That's interesting, though. Uh, well, and he's a cool guy, and uh, apparently he's uh, been in the pool business for, for years, and, and, and he plays a little. So we talked to him, and um, if you guys stick around, you'll get to hear him in just a couple of minutes. That sounds uh, good. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know if he's as funny as his brother. Yeah. No, he's he, he's got quite the personality. You know, not only that, but he understands a lot more about this industry and, and the way that the condition that it's in than you might think. From It's... it's, it's he th he's a smart guy, is what I'm saying. This is not just some guy in a pool hall. He knows a lot more about the pool industry than what I think he lets on. Say goodbye, Mark. We're gonna get out of here and let these guys listen to to Rob Hart. Okay. Thank you very much. See you all later. All right. Well, stick around. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> All right, everybody, I am back, and I'm talking with the man himself, Mr. Rob Hart. How you doing, man? I'm all right. We're about to change that name in a little bit. It's going to be called, his brother may be a comedian, but his game ain't no joke. That's what it's going to be soon enough. That's what we're going to get into eventually. <laughs> you got some game on, huh? All right. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Now, are you uh, are you still out in the uh, East Coast, uh, in the Philly area, still? Yeah, I'm I'm in Philly. That's that's where where my permanent home is. But I move around a lot. I I do a lot of traveling. Gotcha. I got family in the West Coast. Got family in Miami, and and I you know I run up and down Chicago and D.C. So I do a lot of moving around. Cool, cool, very good. So that's where you grew up. How how did you uh, get involved with pool? Well. Um, actually, growing up, all we did was get in trouble between doing bad stuff in the streets <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. We used to go around hustling like basketball and different type of things. So I had this one friend, and he actually, he at his house, he had like one of those bumper pool tables at his house. Yeah. We were like maybe 13, 14. And so we were playing, and my competitive spirit, I'm just one of those guys that I'm, I'm not going to go as far as saying I'm a sore loser, but I'm a guy that if I don't like the results of something, I'm not a crybaby. I'm not yeah. one of those guys that vents a lot, but I will, I will go and address it. I will go and spend countless hours fixing whatever it is that I deem necessary. Yeah. And so he had this bumper pool table, and we were playing, and I, I didn't know how to play, and he kept winning. And I was like, this is nonsense. So the next day I went to the boys club yeah, and I yeah. started playing bumper pool. And then from there I started playing pool. And once I was able to beat him, he was the exact opposite. He quit. So then I just <laughs> kept playing from there. And, you know, I, this has kind of been the only game that, not just game, this has been the only thing that I have set out to really excel at 
and it has been a constant battle between changes and things like that. So yeah, that's yeah. why I still play. It's the only thing that I haven't completely dominated to a point where it's it's obsolete in my in my life. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's a, it's a long road, man. Getting really good it takes a takes a while. <laughs> yeah, it's not as easy as as people think, or you know, when you first look at it. I remember I made combination from everywhere, but then I was like. Well, I know I couldn't play, but maybe I didn't make combinations from everywhere. I don't know what it was, but yeah, yeah. now the combination is the end of the world. Right? Yeah. No kidding, man. So then, fast forward to the future. Didn't did you end up, or are you still involved with owning a pool hall out there? Well, now this is that's how you know, like when you really got the bug bad. <laughs> the only reason that I got the pool room because in my mind, my naive state. I was under the impression that if I owned a pool room, I would have more time to practice yeah. and be able to get better and eventually catch up to to the rest of the field. Yeah. But yeah. not only my personality, but I didn't realize how much energy and time and things that it took to run a pool room efficiently. Yeah. And I found myself not only playing less, but I didn't realize how much I actually disliked 75% of my customers. No, I was like, this ain't going to work. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and matter of fact, I got to get into something funny about that. I actually, I closed the pool room down in like, I think it was like 2008. And I'm going to tell you why. I went to Europe for two weeks. And in two weeks' time, I went to nine different countries. I mean, had a complete blast in Europe. Yeah. Had my mind just blown away at the culture and how, you know, um, we see things one way through TV and stuff and opposed to how it really is. Yeah. And after that trip, I had such a good time. I came home to my pool room, and I actually go ahead and, I, you know, I had to work behind the counter. I sat my phone down. There was four people in the pool room. I knew three of them, and my phone got stolen. I said, <laughs> what the hell am I doing this for? I said, oh, I don't need to do this. This isn't that, that important in my life because at that point, I realized how much of a detriment it was to what my, my ultimate goal was. And financially, it did okay. It didn't do as, like, I also have a few people's property. And it didn't do as well as real estate. So I was like, why am I even doing it? So when my phone came up missing, I was like, man, I should go back to Europe. The hell with this. And so I closed the room down. Yeah. But I had, a room for, I had a room for about eight or nine years. Right. And we were pretty solid. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, well, you know... It's things are different. Well, I mean, they're different, and they've also changed. You know, the the <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the business <coughs> had to go into a coughing attack right when I asked you that. The business has changed. <coughs> it's a different. Um, you know, the pro tour is kind of like not there. The rooms, you know, have been suffering. The industry's been down because of the economy, but I think it's on the upswing. Well, I have I have some opinions about that. I number one, and I'm going to try to be as politically correct as possible and saying <laughs> what I'm about to say. Because everybody has an idea or an invention or a theory, you know, and and usually whoever it is that controls the narrative, you know, you really need to look a little bit deeper into exactly what it is that they're trying to do and why, because if their only motive is to make money, unfortunately what I've come to learn, not just in pool, but in life is, if you do anything and it doesn't benefit both parties, you know, it doesn't matter if one party is benefiting more enough, but if it doesn't benefit all parties involved, then it's not a good idea. Whoever it is that's getting the best of it, 
it's going to be short-lived. And so with pool, my objective is totally different than, you know, other people's. Like, I'm a freak for the game like everybody else, and I love to compete. I think I have that in common with most pool players. But where I see it differently is I think that the stage that pool is in, it's just waiting on somebody to come along that's smart enough to actually put themselves in a position to go to to someone outside of pool. Yeah. Now, I'm not knocking it, like I said. No, I, hear you. I don't have no problem with the guy that has, he looks like the dude on Talladega Nights with 87 patches all over his T-shirt, and they're basically taking care of a hotel room. I don't have a problem with that. But I feel like when you can put yourself outside of what is already an industry that is basically fighting within itself, when you can market yourself to someone else and actually not look like you're a crybaby or whining and you know some of those players or not look like a brat or a jerk, yeah. I think that you give yourself a chance to do better. Absolutely. Jeanette Lee, she, and, I, and I'm saying this in a positive light, this woman, I don't know the last time she's won a tournament. Now, she's a solid player, but she makes a lot of money off a of pool. Yeah. And it's because she's intelligent. You know, yes. she's no dummy. Right. You know, and people don't look at, why isn't there a male Jeanette Lee? Not saying that you got to be as cute as her, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Why isn't there a male Jeanette Absolutely. Lee that's smart enough to, to look at other venues or avenues? Or we'll even go as far as Jennifer Beretta. And I'm not knocking the different people, but, well, I don't even think he like me anyway, so I am going to throw this name out there. <laughs> every time he looks at me, look at me like I stole something. But there's no reason in the world that Earl Strickland shouldn't be making tons of money. That's right. You know, outside of pool. That's now, right. I, I would even go as far as saying I don't know what's going on with him. I know he's a great pool player, but he could be doing some kind of commercials, whether it was Prozac or, or any of those people. <laughs> he should be making a ton of money outside of pool because he is a colorful character. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. That and that's the that's the key. Well, that's one of the keys right there is the the the. Man, again, I I'm not trying to to dig at anybody, but uh, you know, they, a lot of the players don't understand sort of the basics about marketing, uh, marketing yourself, image management, you know, publicity, PR, public relations, all that kind of stuff. Well, and and you're right there. And I, I'm sorry because I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to no, it's all right. Point. You're 100 percent right, but it, it goes deeper than that because you take, for instance. Let's say that what you're saying is right, and, and I agree. That's when you you put the money and invest it in yourself to get someone who does That's that absolutely to help true. you out. Absolutely true. You know? Right, right, right. And I'm going to give this one up for free. Now, mind you, I don't make nothing from this. I don't, I don't have no reason to chase these people or say these things, but there is no reason in the world. Shane Van Bowen is the number one American player, and there is no doubt about it. Anybody can say what they want. We all know he's the man when it comes to American pool. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say. There is no reason in the world that he shouldn't be getting some kind of money from the hair and impaired or what I, I know this is going to sound a little interesting because I don't know what it is, but those those hearing units and those different things, yeah. Shane is, you know, he's deaf. Like there's a whole school in Maryland, the Gilladette or Gallaudet, whatever that school is, and he could be a poster boy for that stuff. There's no reason why he, it's just there's so many outlets that these people have in their pockets that, in my opinion, okay, they don't look at it that way. They're not business savvy enough to think of those things. That's when you have people around you that care, that want to say, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. You should be able to do this as well. And right. it seems like everyone is interested in 
who can I rob right now and not thinking about what can I do to benefit me as well as everyone else, including the game, to where everyone wins. That's no right. No one wants to do that. That's right. No, you're absolutely 100% correct. It's kind of baffling. Oh, wait, let me throw one back. I don't mm-hmm. want to say um, no one because I do think people don't like this, but Greg Sullivan, he's trying to do the right thing. There are a handful of guys oh, out yeah. there. Sure. I hope they make millions. You know what I mean? Because they are trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. But for the most part, Everybody out here is trying to rape somebody. They don't care who gets done in the carnage. Right, right. No, it's 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 uh, it's been a long-standing, you know, problem actually. And it's kind of like you said, you know, what it's it. We just need somebody that's smart enough to come along to do everything the right way. And I think it will. Some of these problems will work themselves out. Um, you know what hey. though? L- let me throw this out there for you. You know, this is actually relevant to this because i tell people this about uh, you know the lag in the pool industry and the economy and whatnot they say oh yeah pool's dying the pool halls are closing yada 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 you know what though no that's not really the case what's happening is a a revolution the the what was working is not working so they're uh-huh. having to change the things that they do to compete with everything else and to make it a fun and attractive blah 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 all that stuff too but here's the, the silver lining to all this doom and gloom. Every time a business fails, in the United States, I promise you, there are five people waiting to take that one's place. That's the best thing about this country. When, when stuff goes in the shitter, the next person will step in and fill that void. When there's a need for something, somebody will be there to do it. So maybe the pool I agree home, with you 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm totally there. I feel like with, with what you said, first of all, you know, sometimes you have to have your hand forced. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but I've seen tournaments and posters from 1985, and it's the same added money. Right. Now, I don't care if the economy is going better or worse. Somebody, somebody has to make a change. Right. I don't care what it is. It shouldn't be the exact same thing. But like you said, as things are going worse, you know, for pool and that aspect that people are thinking, it's just making room for the right thing to come along. Exactly. Exactly. You have so much of the bad around that it has to be forced out. It has exactly. to be boxed out to where it's no longer there. Right. And just like you said, right now, if you look out at the let's let's just be nice and call it the sea of of quote unquote professional level level players in the United States. You can't really say with any degree of certainty that one of them, any one of them, stands out above, head and shoulders above the rest, the same way that Jeanette Lee sticks out head and shoulders above the rest of the great players of her era. She did something that they didn't do. So that, like you just said, that just makes the opportunity for one of these guys, how easy would it be to stand out? right now since nobody is look i'm gonna tell you like this and and some of my i have a few friends like there are a lot of guys that i associate with or deal with that talk to me and i talk to them but i have a few friends within pool and they'll tell you because i'm I'm a little silly if you get to know me you know i mean but for the most part people don't they don't know because i kind of be in my own lane and i stay out the way but i'm the guy i'm the exact opposite of uh you remember, like, in the, like, they talk about this OJ stuff now because they're, they're throwing that back in. Or they talk about in the 60s when the revolution's going on. I'm the exact opposite of all of that. When, because I'm going to speak this in existence, when my stuff comes full circle, 
I'm not the guy they got to worry about that's going to be, be the racial guy doing all that stuff. I'm the guy they need to be scared of because I'm going to be selling underwear because all the women think that I'm pretty nice there, so I'm going to sell underwear. I'm going to be the guy selling... I'm going to be selling Afro chicks. I'm going to sell everything that is to sell. I'm going to be like uh, Will Ferrell on Saturday Night. I'm going to have on my windshield, don't drink and drive, and then be selling malt liquor. Like, I will advertise everything outside of pool because, in my opinion, they're looking for someone... Yeah. a male version of Jeanette Lee. And I just yeah. don't think that these guys think far enough into it because they've been exploited so much. Right. They're short, you know, they're, right. they're not thinking long-term. And it's there. So, yeah. mark my words, when this comes, and plus, I have a little bit of an advantage too, obviously, because my little brother, you know, he's all in the industry. So, I'm just going to big brother him. When, when I win, when I finally win a legitimate tournament in my eyes, I'm going to make my brother put it on every social site, on any TV show he's running. And I'm going to do just what Alan Hopkins did the ESPN. I'm going to say, I'm the man, and can't nobody say that I'm not because they don't have the platform to get on to dispute it. Yeah. So then I'm just going to run with it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, man. Seriously. Do it, do it, do it. So, no, that's good stuff, man. That's what needs to be done. That's what needs to be done. Like you said, there, there should be, there should be uh, you know, Shane Van Boning shoes. You know, like, why can't I get my Saint, my Shane Van Boning version of Nikes, right? There's no reason why, and this, like I said, these are for free. There's no reason why Earl and Shane, they started this with the, having a Q extra, extra long, you know, and so now we got extensions all over the place, so yeah. we got balance, right, da, da 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 There's no reason that it shouldn't be called behind one of them, or they shouldn't, you, know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no oh, reason yeah. why yeah. Yeah. one of them shouldn't have done it. Listen. When it's all said and done, not only am I going to sell gloves, but they're going to be black like my hand. Every white guy's going to be running around with a black glove by Ron Hart. <laughs> they be like, oh, man, that's a Ron Hart glove. <laughs> but it don't matter because it's black. You know what I mean? And they be like, well, it's a Ron Hart, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's you all right. I mean? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Because that, because that's what people do, though. You know, they they justify buying stuff like that all the time because of some the person sponsored it or or endorsed it. I should say, it's, they, they the sports figures do that stuff all day long. So there's no reason why they couldn't do it. All right, I don't want to beat the dead horse. Tell me about your game. Are you going to Qatar? Are you going to play some nine ball in the worlds? Well. One thing for certain, two things for sure. I'm going over there, and, you know, everything happens in time. But I'm super excited because I love to compete. Now, yeah. the truth of the matter is, if this was a, a totem pole or, or a shish kebab, I'm kind of near the bottom of the meat thing. You know what I mean? I'm not the guy that's all the way up there at the top. And I'm aware of that, and that's fine. You know what I mean? I'm working towards that. The good thing is I can look up and see exactly where it is I need to go. Sure. So as far as Qatar... I am going out there, I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to try to compete, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, no matter what happened, I did a little bit of research, and I've had some people give me information as well. I will be the first African-American dude to go over and play in this thing. Really? The 25 years they've had it, wow. there is no other African-American male over there. So at the end of the day, it don't matter if I never make three more balls in a row. <laughs> I will hang in the history book. So it's not just for that reason alone. That has me super amped and pumped and motivated. And plus, I know that, you know, playing against the best players, 
you know, yeah. association brings on assimilation. So it's just a matter of time, you know? No, that's cool. That's, that's pretty cool. I was not aware of that. That is interesting stuff. I can't believe that either after this many years. Huh. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I mean, think about it. You know what I mean? We've, we've had quite a few, and mind you, there are a ton that play better than me right now. There are a ton that came before me. However, like I said, and I'm not trying to sound cocky. I'm just keeping it real. My agenda is different than most players. I'm not, yeah. I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm not in a place where I'm going around and I have to eat off a pool. I play because I love it, and this is something that's been a thorn in my side. So yeah. my objective isn't isn't money based. You know what I mean? My objective is I do the best I can, and whatever that turns out to be, the money will come at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, yeah. doing it because I need the money right now on my stick. Yeah. So it's, no, that's you know, good. It's different. That's good. That's and I don't good. think previous players might have might have looked at it like that that were African American. Right on. This is very true. And, I mean, well, there's a lot of other players in general that don't get the luxury of looking at it like that, you know? Some of them, you know, and, and but see, I, and I, I don't want to, I want to make this clear so that people understand where I'm coming from here. The, the desperation of some, that the desperate situations that some pool players have gotten themselves into in the past, um, it, while it's nice to think of it romantically, you know, like the life of this road dog kind of a thing. It's really like an awful downhill snowball because the less you make, the worse condition you are in physically from not eating and sleeping in the right places, traveling too much, living off of bad quality food. You know what I mean? The lifestyle is not mm-hmm. is not sustainable. So like the smart player <laughs> should have a regular way to make his income so that he can be a reasonable human and train for it like a reasonable person would, not living on a can of beans a day out of a car. You know what I mean? Like. And now I agree with you. However, I'm going to play devil's advocate because here's where I think some of the some of the uh, contradiction comes in. Right. Because I think the, that the desperation I to think win. That the best pool players yes. that we all know yes. in every pool room, in every city, in every neighborhood, the best pool players they more than likely are the ones that are the most financially unstable. Right. You know, they, right. they, they have all the time in the world to play because they don't necessarily have the finance, so they play, they play, they play. The guys that have the finances, they are the exception to the rule when they are a really good player. Right. You know, coming up, that is. And so if a guy has a steady job, let's say, and it, and it somehow doesn't afford him the time to really practice a player, he doesn't have a table in the house, then he's going to have a hard time catching up to yeah. the you know the guy that that has the, the bad finances but plays all the time. That's right. So it's a catch twenty two. But me personally, I knew this was something that I wanted to pursue for the longest time. I, I mean, you talking about different things. I'm just going to throw this in there. I played John Madden and traveled around the country and made tons of money. For goodness' sake, I was on a TV show for for like six months. You know, but. Mm. The kind of person I am, anything that I do, I try to do the best at. And I'm saying that to say this. Yeah. I try to make sure that my assets outweigh my liabilities. Yeah. So that whatever it is that I want to do, I can chase. And so I knew pool was something that was always going to be here. So I set myself up in a position where I could be able to play pool and not have to worry about, you right. know, is my bills paid? Right. This, that, and the other. Sure, sure. Most people don't 
don't look at it or don't have that kind of vision right. long term. Right. You know? Right. Well, I'm going to tell you, though, and let me flip that coin right back over. And this is the other point I was going to make for people like you or me that I can eat and still go play pool, right? The guy that's starving and doesn't make very much money, and he, but he's got the time to practice all the time, that's the one. That's the one that you and I have to look out for because he's desperate. Right. He right. wants. He wants right. to win bad, real, 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 real bad. Sometimes. So, you know, hundred percent right. <clears throat> there's that. You know, dedication at the at the risk of starving. Or being reasonable about it and just trying to take it, you know, at sort of a don't kill yourself over it sort of <laughs> thing, you know. And it's funny because I just had this conversation with a close friend of mine. And what the positives out of that, which there aren't many in my opinion, but the positives out of that is the killer instinct is bred because they have to have it. Right. So there is right. no there is no uh, take it easy, no let down. The, the killer instinct is there because they got that habit. That's Whereas right. That's right. The, the side that we're talking about, the killer instinct has to come from somewhere else because if you lose, you're going to flip a coin if you want and play again, or you're going to go in your pocket and get more money, or you'll come back tomorrow. Right. They don't have that luxury, and their killer instinct is times ten. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's why those are the ones you got to watch. <laughs> those are the ones that mm-hmm. make that the best players. Well, that's good stuff. Well, I'm. I mean, I guess props to you, man, for being the uh, setting the stamping your name at the top of the history books there. Hopefully, you can make well, a, a good showing for the brothers. Season. We ain't you know? gonna say the top yet. I gotta work my way to get somewhere in there. there. That, that's a little bit of a road, but I'm paving. Don't you worry about it. I'm paving for sure. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. Well, good luck to you then. Best of luck to you in your uh, in your quest. That's good stuff. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, and and I appreciate you having me. You know, so. Hey, it's, it's no problem. Good. It's no problem, man. Uh, if I'm ever out in the Philly area, I'll give you a holler and maybe we'll go shoot some balls or something. For sure, man. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Thanks again. All right, man. Thanks for your time, bro. Take it easy. Yeah.